This is the Scum and Sneak Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Oh no, Sneak, we're in the double-digit weeks. We were talking about how sad this was going to be, and I am sad, but I mean, we still have we still have months. five Just weeks month. until playoffs. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Technically, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Which there's still a lot that can and I think will happen. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that here soon. But what what a fun week it was in in, in the old NFL. And I kind of wanted to take this opportunity and we'll kind of steamroll right into it. I think one of the bigger storylines coming out of the weekend was uh, C.J. Stroud. Kind of, he had already been playing very well. It already looked really good. But he made his statement game. He said, I'm here. I am the best rookie quarterback. I might be the best quarterback in the AFC South already. Who knows? But he just showed out. And I wanted to, you know, take that into, I guess, past the midway point and review the rookies because, you know, we are a dynasty show. We did some rookie talk uh, in the preseason. But let's kind of see where it shakes out now versus what we thought in the preseason and, and kind of take that on now to, to the end of the of their first season and into like year two and on and what we think of them. So okay, how's that sound for our rant this week, Sneak? That sounds like a perfect rant. I'm ready for it. Let's start with the quarterbacks because we already talked about Stroud and the way we talked about it and framed it early on in the season was we both thought Anthony Richardson would have the most fantasy points at the end of the year. And before he got hurt, he probably did out of the rookies. And, and then he was lost to the AC separation, but or AC injury, whatever it was. But then long term, you were more in favor of Stroud over the other two. I was still Richardson more, and then I preferred Bryce Young. I was big wrong on that. He looks way too small. I mean, obviously still a rookie, things could turn around, but compared to Stroud, he looks much less ready. So I guess talk about one, how smart you are, and two, what you think about Stroud moving forward. Like, what is his ceiling now that we've seen a a major, huge game that, you know, I hope it wasn't an aberration, but like how consistent do you think he can be moving forward? And then next year, as we hopefully get Anthony Richardson back, which one are you going to prefer taking into account the rushing and some of the bright spots that AR showed throwing. You know, it wasn't always great, but he he made some good throws. So, yeah, overall landscape for me going forward, it's it's still going to be Stroud. I think, I think what he's proving as a rookie with what he's got. I mean, you know, Tank Dell as being a good rookie, and then Nico's being very good, and then incorporating the tight ends, and really not having a run game to speak of, is just solidifying to me the fact that he's his ceiling could be the sky. I guess the sky is the limit. Like he could easily be a top five quarterback for a long time. And assuming that the Texans just continue to build around him, get him players. Uh, he just, he, to me in the beginning, he just, he was always from Ohio state. He's always the the prototypical quarterback, you know, the size, the arm strength, the accuracy, the poise. And then he's just gotten better each and every week. So it just, in my opinion, he's going forward. He's the number one rookie, 
and out of this draft class by miles. Uh, I agree with you that Bryce Young just looks too small. He looks just outmatched. Now, I haven't watched too much of like, or I haven't really dove into much else with the Panthers. I don't know how great their offensive line is. And I know he's got old man Thielen. He's throwing in the ball. But so right now, I'm not going to write Bryce Young off as saying like, you know, he's just going to be a bust. But I think his ceiling is, not only is it a lot lower than Stroud's, but it's, it it just strikes me as the, uh, gosh, I don't know of a comparison. It just, I, there's nothing, there was nothing about him for me originally that said he was going to be great. Now, I didn't think Stroud right. was going to be this great this quick, but I could see right. that there could be, there was the potential for that there. So Bryce Young is kind of going to be, he's probably going to be okay. And yeah, I guess he's going to be okay. Is by what I could say about him right now in terms of just overall future, you know, maybe get him, give him another year, give him, I don't, like I said, maybe a better offensive line. I don't know if he's getting sacked a bunch. It looks like he kind of is getting sacked a bunch. He's throwing a lot of picks. So I don't know if it's that, if he's making the decision, if he's making the wrong decisions, is he can't, is he, is he not reading defenses correctly? Can he not see the field properly? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe better coach, maybe better whole everything in there could lend itself to him showing to be. I, but I, I don't think his ceiling at this point in time, I'm not going to say his ceiling is anywhere near Stroud's. And then Richardson. I mean, I can almost say right now that the guy's not even really going to have a career. I mean, you you go through the injury he has right now on that throwing shoulder. Now, now I'm probably wrong here, but it just strikes me as what happened to Cam, where he just has, I mean, he's having shoulder surgery a third of the way through his rookie year, and he was never, ever considered a good passer. Like, sure, he had a couple good throws, and he was electrifying by running the ball and big and strong and all that, but if this, what is this surgery going to do negatively to an already suspect mechanics and all that kind of stuff probably so i can almost confidently say right now that this is not what you want to hear but i would not be at all excited for him going forward only the rushing is exciting but as i've kind of as we've kind of talked i mean that's 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 great for fantasy but at some point those rushing quarterbacks tend to either never develop the arm or just get hurt too much and then they're just never have an opportunity. So I'm, I'm very much ready to just say he's borderline done. And that's, I guess where I sit with those three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope you're wrong on Richardson. I think the cam comp is very on the nose, right? Like that kind of would be what his ceiling would have been. I think, I think that's fair to say, and then, yeah, I believe it is a very similar injury, if not the exact same. And then we never saw Cam come back after that one. Now, Anthony Richardson is a little younger. Hopefully, the the healing factor is a little better there. But no, the, your your point is well taken, and we'll just have to see. And have to remain optimistic about it. But right, quick quick thing. Let's focus on just CJ Stroud now because he's. Shown so far in the rookie year, the highest upside. Um, I want to see how excited you are about him 
So long-term dynasty, I'm going to ask you CJ Stroud or some other young quarterbacks. And let's see how high we can get or how high you think he is. Okay. Um, so we know you have him over Bryce. What about um, Stroud or uh, Brock Purdy? Stroud, easy. Stroud or Kyler? Uh, Stroud, I've never been a Kyler guy. Stroud or Fields? Uh, I'm going to say well, Fields because I've, I'm All not right. going to – I'm going to say Fields on that one for me. All right, so that maybe that's fine. How about uh, Stroud or Tua? Stroud, I don't like lefties. No, that is very fair. Uh, <laughs> here's here's the one I had in mind because I think this is right around the line for me. Stroud or Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I knew that was going to come up, and I think before this year I would have said Lawrence, but mm-hmm. why is Lawrence not any? Why is he not better with Ridley, Kirk? Ingram, Zay, Etienne, like why is he not better? <laughs> that is the question. So yeah, I'm gonna yeah, have the answer, on like... that because this is the I mean, I obviously I like I've paid more the most attention to Lawrence this year than his past two years or one year, whatever long he's been in the league. And I just I don't understand why he's not better than what he is. I don't know if it's their game plan, they're like they don't let him throw as much, they don't need to throw as much. I don't I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. So basically, I'm taking Stroud over everybody. Uh, Stroud or Herbert? I would go Herbert for sure. All right, okay, yeah. So that that's so you're Herbert, you're Burrow, obviously like Mahomes, Allen, like that. Okay, but he's in your top ten dynasty easy, it seems, and maybe pushing in the eight territory. He hasn't. He hasn't even really had like a bad game. I mean, he's thrown one pick. He's after last week. Sure, the five touchdowns. He's got to be. He's got to be like top five in touchdowns and yards. I saw. I saw a funny stat where he's actually thrown more touchdowns, more career touchdowns than Kenny Pickett already. So yeah, I saw that. I saw that same thing. It's just. No, I mean, uh, I think yeah. that's – yeah, we're we're hyping you up after a huge game, the best game of his career, the best game of a lot of quarterbacks' careers. But as a rookie, in a, in a spot where, I mean, we wouldn't have said that the Texans were the best supporting cast. Like, we had optimism, right? We like some of their pieces there, especially receiver. We like, you know, like D'Amico Ryans as just a um, head coach, like leader type. So it's not like – I think we did say and would have said that um, Bryce Young was in a worse spot, but it wasn't like miles and miles separating those two. So um, point being that just the fact that he has, he being seated shroud has impressed so much, I think is, is reason to have, you know, pretty high expectations like you do. Um Maybe it's a little lofty again, like kind of coming off the high of that last game, but there's obviously signs that it can happen. I mean, like Kenny Pickett has never made any of us feel this optimistic about him, right? So that's the difference I'm trying to point out. 
Yeah, Stroud just looks le- like a legit NFL quarterback from day one. And these other guys are like, well, we hope we can get there. And, I mean, it doesn't – anymore in the NFL, it doesn't take long for you to realize whether someone's going to be good or – you know, the only outlier right now, I guess, you, I guess if you really wanted to, I mean, I'm, I'm out, I'm out on Richardson, but you've only got like a one healthy game sample size for him. So if the shoulder surgery and the shoulder injury doesn't, isn't, if he can come back from it, then I guess you can still say, okay, well, we need to see this guy at least through at least, you know, half a season. But I mean, I think you can say what, what, I think Stroud's going to be a top 10 quarterback for his foreseeable future. Bryce Young's going to be probably a middle of the road, like, okay guy, never living up to the number one draft pick, but like serviceable for however long. And um, yeah, so I think, like I said, I think the biggest thing for me is like, you just, it doesn't take long anymore to realize that someone's going to be good. And uh, it just, Stroud is just shown like, yeah, I was, always amazing and any sort of knock <laughs> was uh, just unwarranted. Honestly, I mean, he was amazing was... at Ohio state and I guess the Ohio state quarterback thing, but anyway, he's the, yeah, I think the knock against him so was that, was that S two or like kind of like the Wonderlic score. That was like the big thing in the pre-draft process, but apparently that like doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, that was a long time quarterback. Let's let's do running backs though, because um, I think based on the expectations and like the hype, Bijan has maybe been a little bit of a disappointment. But there is the whole Arthur Smith usage thing that is—I don't want to say it's the full excuse, but it's definitely the major factor of it, right? So, um, is is that enough for you to say like, yeah, it's been disappointing for Bijan, but? still have the same level of expectations down the road once there is a coaching or philosophical change. Um, Let's start there with just Bijan. To me, it's all come down to the coaching and the usage and the weird things that are going on there in Atlanta. I think once that changes, which if it doesn't change after this year, then you and any other Bijan owners are going to be very upset but yeah, I I still have full full confidence that he's going to be really really good because I think early on I think there was a even the first couple games of the season he was getting a little bit more usage or whatever and he mm-hmm. was he was he looked like he he's going to be yeah. one of those guys that is just going to rack up stats and and stuff and then for whatever reason they went away from him so yeah I'm there's nothing to worry about in my opinion with Bijan. Cool. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Um, how much has your tune changed on Gibbs? I think the the thing with Gibbs is uh, where's my tune? My tune has my tune hasn't changed. Okay. Because of this, because of the, I guess it might be the opposite of Bijan because of the situation not changing in Detroit with Montgomery or whoever else they bring in there during Campbell's tenure and what the Lions are trying to do. The only reason why Gibbs had that amazing game before the bye was 
I think because they were playing the Raiders and there was no other running backs to use. And they were just like, okay, let's, let's do it. But they're never going to give him that usage as long as they have a Montgomery or whoever else they get to handle those, the every down type stuff. So that's why I'm, my tune won't change on that until I see it when there's Montgomery's there or again, whoever that other running back is going to be on that team. And I think Campbell has brought come and said that he's like, I don't think he's a every down guy. I didn't. So, but if he can put the, the, the usage, if he can put the points on the board with whatever type of usage he does get, then I guess it's, you know, it's good. Like as, as high, I still am on Bijan. Like, I guess you could, you can make the argument like, well, he's, not doing too much with his opportunities. Like he's still, you know, he's only getting like 10 carries a game. That's not enough to get into a rhythm. I get it. But when he's in getting them, he's like not necessarily doing as much as you want him to do with it. So listen, of there, there's like 30 backs. that have gotten hundred touches this year. Bijan is fifth in yards per touch. So uh, he's, well, there you are with the stats. Just, just fine. Okay. Stat guy over here, but that was I just saw that set in comparison to Algier, who's like thirtieth. So, yeah. and then what about HN? Uh, we didn't spend I think, a lot of I time think talking HN about, is even but, lower for me than on the on the Gibbs style of usage. I obviously he's been, he's done. I feel like he's done amazing things with the usage he does get, but he'll always strike me as just that guy who's either always kind of hurt or has a good game, two or three games here and there, and then is hurt or doesn't, isn't involved. Cause you know, he's got his speed, but he's just not a, he's not the type of running back that he's not, a, even at the level of Bijan or, or Gibbs, he's too small. He's very fast and just seems like he's always going to, do do good things but i mean yeah i think he's appropriately thought about right now <laughs> i think there's i think that probably is a sentiment about him right now is that he's that type of guy that you are all if you're not getting i mean if you're not getting the big play like what are you going to get from him because yeah i mean he's not going to churn out the carries in the yards is he <laughs> I think kind of like he's kind of like the Richardson of the of the group, right? Because we just don't know. There was like these high highs, um, but in a small sample size, because then he immediately went on not immediately, but went on IR really quickly after kind of establishing what he could do, and we never saw how that was going to shake out. So again i think more optimism than we like than what you said for richardson but jury is out a little bit still until we kind of see yeah is there ever going to be more than a um timeshare workload that gets yeah hoisted upon him all right and then i don't think there's anyone else we need to talk about because no one else gets any run (laughs) What about uh, wide receivers? We okay. have to start with 
we start off with Addison, I guess, just him being the best of the group so far, um, being a top 12 total point uh, wide receiver this year, which is pretty surprising to me. There's obviously a bunch of factors, namely um, Justin Jefferson being hurt, but I I think we thought he was going to be good, but I think he's been better than, than at least what I thought he could be right away. Yeah, definitely been better than what was ex- or what was thought about early on. Uh, but now with Kirk gone and whoever, even into next year, like whoever their quarterback is, like whether it's Kirk, he's probably going to miss some of this season. So, but yeah, very, he seems to be, maybe he can be good no matter who his quarterback is. He seems like he's got that type of skill. So that could be very good. What about our boy JSN, who has come on a little bit recently? After the buy, kind of like you predicted, he's, I don't want to say blown up, but been more involved, had more success. So same question as earlier. Where is your long-term prognosis? I mean, like, are you in the same place you were pre, pre the season starting or a little down just because it hasn't happened as early as we thought? Where are you at? I think he's, I think he's coming on and I think he's going to continue to come on this year. Uh, and then I'm expecting him to be, I I'm kind of sort of expecting him to want to lock it or DK not to be there next year. So I'm, I'm, I was disappointed with his beginning of the, the season. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited where he's been the last three weeks. He's been getting a lot more involved. Uh, and I think it just took him a little bit longer to to get there. And I think with whatever the Seahawks end up doing, I I wouldn't be surprised if they move off of Geno, but maybe not if they continue to the, the run heavy offense. And I think he'll probably slide into that number two with whoever one of those other guys is gone. Yeah, I see that happening too. So, you know, I don't think it can happen in our league, but some other dynasty leagues out there, if you're in them, maybe a potential kind of buy low. Um, you know, I'd I'd like to, I'd like to try and get him, but I know you're gonna. It's gonna be a steep price, if anything, to get him from you. So we don't even spend time on that. Um, how out are you on Quentin Johnston? I'm barely hanging on the ledge with him. I think if he's not going to be able to, hasn't been able to put anything together with the absence of Mike Williams and with Herbert then, you know, I'd like, I'd like to see at least something these next, you know, seven games to give me hope on him, but I'm fairly almost out. I will reserve my opinion on that just because probably too um, tinted and tinged with sadness and disappointment and <laughs> frustration. So I don't think I can give an appropriate answer. All right, we're taking a lot of time here. Rank rank these four rookie wide receivers, dynasty moving forward, okay? Okay. Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, Puka Nakua, Tank Dell. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I'm going to, just based off strictly, I I tend to go too too much into the future. Who's their quarterback? What situation are you going to be in right now? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 
oh, I guess I'm going to say Puka Downs. Puka Downs uh, Tank Flowers. Wow. I'm surprised by that because you love Zay Flowers. I love Zay Flowers, but I, my, my opinion is going to be skewed because Lamar Jackson can't throw it down the field, apparently, if longer than 10 yards. They don't throw enough. He's Lamar's going to be the quarterback there for at least another three years. That gives Zay's ceiling way low. So I that's that's going to skew my thoughts on him. Like I think he's really good, and he would be just as good as these other rookies anywhere else, but he just doesn't get the opportunity. Yeah, that's fair. And I like what I see out of Downs, I think. And then I think Tank Dell with his speed and his shiftiness is always going to be, you know, look – Stroud's always going to be going for him, and Puka just seems like a, a, a already a legit NFL wide receiver with all the routes and all the skills and all the feet work, footwork, and hands. And you know, as long as they get Speed a work. competent Stafford or someone in there, he's going to be good. Like he's six two, he's a built good receiver. Like he's not as long as he's always got a quarterback. I think he's always going to be pretty good. Yeah. Fair, fair. Um... I think I mean your rank is probably right. I mean, they're all very close. I think I'd be tempted to put downs over Puka, but that's just because I have downs on my team. So, um, but yeah, I I think all four of them are going to be pretty good in like in that mix of like top twenty guys. You know, moving forward, especially as some of these other guys like. Devonte and Diggs kind of age out in the next two or three years. You know, you'll see these this rookie class become the next group of stalwarts. Uh, I would not yeah. be surprised if that happens, especially with oh, yeah. you know Tank Tank being tied to Stroud. <clears throat> I, you know, most likely for the long term here. Um, Downs, I like. I have optimism for him and Richardson, right? But maybe that's not even the best fit for him, um, and then. Puka kind of being the, the Cooper Cup replacement or whatever the Rams are into. So, like, I think all their situations are still going to be good too for, for different reasons. But, um, quickly, let's do tight ends. Because surprisingly, this tight end class has been very good. Headlined by freaking Sam Laporta. Man, uh, what a just on the scene immediately. Lions offense, super fun, has a super involved, and he has just done so well with those opportunities. Uh, do you, I mean, like, there's talk of him being dynasty tight end one, you know, just being super young and super productive. Where are you on, on that thought? Obviously, the other options are, like, Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, but he's so much younger than those guys, right? Does that give him the edge to you? Laporta, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely there. Um, I like Laporta and Musgrave as rookie tight ends. I think Musgrave can be good if the court, if the the Packers figure out whatever they're going to do. Yeah, I think Laporta's just been a lot better than expected, and I, I think that's good. Yeah, I think the the story with rookie tight ends is they never really produce at this level this early. So we're we're trained to like wait on them and seeing Sam Laporta um, not have that rookie year 
low has been really impressive. So um, another guy who is never going to leave uh, the team he's on, which is Ernie. So Lions guy, tight end. It's that's locked up for uh, eternity. That's one. That one's never going to. Ernie's got about a five or so players I don't think are ever going to leave his team. Yeah. I and they're all super that. young and super <laughs> really, really good. <laughs> whoop de doo Ern. Good for you. Good for you, you son of a gun. <laughs> um, any other rookies that I didn't mention by name that you really want to, like, talk about? I think we had, like, the big ones. Obviously, there's guys that we could still, like, Look, look at it in the future and say, you know, it could be something or um, we like them. Uh, but I think those are the, the top, top guys. Yeah, I don't think I can think of anybody else. I mean, those, those are the ones. All right. Um, if you guys liked our rookie breakdown, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. But, Shane, you know we got to start off things with a nonsense minute. <laughs> 30 minutes into the episode. I'll give you a quick one. Keep, trade, cut, pop the variations. You ready? What was it? Decoration? No, keep, trade, cut, pasta variations. Like noodles, types of noodles. Okay. Angel hair. Ravioli. And rotini. What's rotini? That's the spirally one. Okay, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep angel hair 100. That's basically all I ever eat. If I'm eating pasta, uh, I'm gonna trade ravioli. I think I'll probably be able to get some decent return off of that one. That's the staple. A lot of people like that. And then whatever rogatini is, that's getting cut because never heard of it or probably. <laughs> you've seen it you've seen it okay um, i've probably seen it but i would just call it spirals they are called spirals very often like i'm a child i'm gonna keep ravioli because i love it i'm going to trade trade angel hair to you i'm not really a big fan of it like i thought about cutting it but at least I know I have someone that's going to give me something back in return. Yeah. And then I'll cut Rotini too, just because it was a last minute <laughs> off the top of the head. <laughs> a weird one, but I like it. It's really good mac and cheese. A spiral mac and cheese? Come on. All right. Knock that. All right. All right, listeners, let us know your keep trade cut for the pasta. <laughs> There's your, there's your nonsense minute pasta edition. I'm sure Matt's going to have a lot to say about that. He's going to cut all three of them and call us a bunch of idiots for even knowing. He's, he's going to be. He's going to ask why we didn't include his favorite pasta in a random group of three. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Why wouldn't you include lasagna sheets? Oh, nice. Well, Matt hates every single piece of pasta, so he's just going to say that all are dumb. Oh, yeah. Then he's going to go on his rant about Italians. Then he's going to go on his rant about Italians, which is going to bleed into his rant about the Eagles coach who he hates, which is going to bleed into 
something else. How much, how much Jalen Hurts sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, folks, that's your next uh, 30 minutes of the group chats. There you go. <laughs> uh, if nothing else, we supply the group chat with a spur of content. Shane, let's get in these power rankings because we are we are off the rails. Yeah, we were supposed to keep this thing super. We're just gonna have to blow through the rest of it. We are, and we'll do the power ranks. There's a lot of obviously playoff implications. The race got much tighter after the matchups last week. We're gonna not focus on too much this week, just because we want to kind of save it and see how it shakes out next week, as we really get to that crunch time. See if there's some other surprise upsets and whatnot, but. Let's get into the ranks as we see them. And um, as always, we'll go from bottom to top. At number 12, it's gone. At number 11, it's the Italian lover, Matt. At number 10, it is Doug. At number 9, even though he's uh, really pushing across these ranks, is Gooch. Number Eight is you, Big Shank. And number seven is Big T. We're matching the sleeper rankings there just because those that's how the teams have shown themselves so far. At number six, we're going to go Smith, Ben, and 08 because we uh, are predicting this fall to continue to happen. At number five, we got Hesse, the island native. Number four is Ernie Fritz. Number three is the... Uh, Khaki Knight Jimbo. <laughs> and, and number two, uh, Wade Yealy, butter snaps himself. And then number one, still looking real strong, is freaking <clears throat> Brendan. Freaking Brendan is right. He's, he's looking real strong. He looks like the team to beat right now. I, I do think, I think him and Wade have separated themselves a little bit. Um, one in the in the race for the bye. Like I think they both have those pretty much locked up at this point. And two, they just seem to be the most consistent, most steady, and have the highest potential. They're both the ones that have put up the most recent like two hundred plus point scores. So, you know, I think it's fair that they're at the top. And then three through six, I mean, depending on the week, any of them could be really good or put up, you know, like ninety. Right, like I think there's there's been some some things we've seen there, and that's probably been due to buys too, but not as deep. And then the last two people fighting for playoff spots are you and Tyler, and this is what we're what I was talking about. We're gonna deep dive into that next week when we see what shapes out. But you're both only a game back. Um, obviously, tiebreak and everything would happen at that point, but more than enough time for both of you to make up that ground and get in there. So. Real exciting playoff push, I think, for eight teams. And maybe I know Gooch will want us to give him a little, put him a little bone. So he's got an outside shot of it, but I think he's just too far back at this point. Yeah, I think it's, I'm excited to where I'm at. I'm excited to see what the playoffs could look like if I can sneak in there. Like you said, Brendan, Wade, they're at the top, nothing really touching them. Uh, Ben's been falling, Hesse's been falling. Uh, Gooch has an outside shot, so it's coming down to it. We mentioned at the top of the show we've got, what, five weeks until playoffs or something like that? So mm-hmm. win, 
lose or die. Mm, I guess I die. No, you'll live. Yeah. You'll 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 live. Oh, yes. 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 Gonna be just yes. fine. Uh, all right, with that, let's let's take a break. It's been it's been a long time coming for this for this ad, but we'll do that and then we'll be we'll be back. Achoo! Oh man, it's that time of the year again. You've got your allergies kicking up with the weather changing, you've got cold and flu running rampant you've got preschoolers like me you know exactly how it is to have them come home with just tons of germs all over and in these trying times when you're sick and mucusy and down but you still need to watch football you still need to check your lineups you still need to run waivers and send out trades the only thing that'll get you through it is juge plus cold and flu the newest product from the Juke Plus line. We've got a proprietary formula to get you relief from all of your symptoms. Cough, cold, headache, congestion, upset stomach, diarrhea, ED, heart failure, dementia symptoms, dementia symptoms, and of course, fantasy football stupidity. So, if you have any of those symptoms or more, make sure you head down to your nearest grocer, go to the pharmacy aisle, and ask for Juge Plus Cold and Flu. Juge Plus. <laughs> oh, we're back. I can't wait to pick me up some of that for this winter season because it's gonna. It handles everything, all the ailments that could possibly come up around. It's uh, it it's. It figures it all out. Now that's why I subscribe to all of Juge Plus's many offerings. You know, I don't think that whoever that random guy was reading that out, he didn't mention that you shouldn't drive on that stuff. It's pretty dangerous. But other than mm-hmm. that, you're good to go. Good to go. I mean, up in Montana, I'm sure that's the first thing they do is they they drink some Juge Plus cold and flu and then hop on those dirt roads. But yeah. That's can't can't uh, go wrong with that remedy. We got we got some matchups this week. I don't know if we're ready for them. I'm ready. I I feel like well let's just let's just get into it and we'll talk about all the fallout potential implications yada yada after uh, while we're doing it. So okay, kicking it off, kicking it off. With the battle of the May three boys, did Janu Pitts is washed versus Joe Marchero? And a lot going on in this one. Namely, um, we got a really bad team versus a pretty dinged up team. We don't know if Justin Jefferson is coming back for for Eric this week. Um, he served his time in the IR, so he could potentially come back, but. I don't think we've seen the news if that is or is not happening. Uh, Jamar Chase is now dealing with some kind of back thing, so he didn't practice today. It, none of the news or the like quotes are coming out pretty optimistic. So seems like, or, or sorry, it seems like Chase might miss this week. 
but also T. Higgins might miss this week, so I don't know what Joe Burrow is going to be like. Long story short, long story short, Ernie should get this win. It's probably going to be a lot closer than some of our previous matchups, or that he, closer than he would like for sure. Yeah, there's something going on with that team. It's just not what it used to be. You're definitely going to lose. It's going to be a little, like you said, a little bit closer than what uh, people might expect, but really not else to really say here. You know, Ernie's hoping for an awesome bounce back week after losing to me. That's right. So, That's uh, right. yeah, there you have it. Yeah, we'll move on from that. I mean, I think if I pulled up, pulled out a, like a crazy win this year, no one's going to be happy about it across the board. So this is this was the one that was not fun. It's not the one we were hoping for that magic in. So let's just let's just get the chalk result and um, move on from there. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. We've got a very fun matchup. One with some history behind it, uh, with some playoff implications, and it's the old guy matchup: the ghost of Ceh versus D Buttersnaps, Jim versus Wade. Yep, Jimbo's playing Wade, and is Jimbo going to beat Wade? Is my question to you. I think it's going to happen this week. Wade is missing the Dolphins, so no Tyree Kill. No Jalen Waddle and uh, no Jalen Hurts. He can put in Josh Allen, but Josh Allen hasn't been. I mean, he's still been very good this year. He's like a top three quarterback still, but I don't know. Just the the magic and the the revere we've had for Josh Allen, like thirty points every week, is just not there right now. I think part of that is something's wrong with the Bills in general. So um, weird spot too against the Broncos on Monday night. I don't know. I, I wouldn't expect like a huge game from Josh Allen. And then looking at uh, Wade's team without those Dolphins receivers, he's looking to play Alec Pierce and Jalen Hyatt. Um, not what he wants to see. So I think Jim gets this matchup. He's got ETN back after the bye. Um, he's going big text, it looks like, which, you know, we love. We spent however long just talking about it. So I think. I mean, if this one isn't worthy of like full upset of the week because that's um, it's the two or three isn't as fun. But I think I think Jim gets that gets that win this week. Yeah, I thought I might have been sniffing a, a potential upset of the week here, but they're a lot closer uh, than I think a lot of people realize here. And I'm with you. I'm going to go ahead and give Wade, or I'm going to give a Jimbo the win here over Wade. Uh, I just like what his team. Uh, is starting to do here, like we said, the Stroud tank, the big text connection. Uh, Jacobs on that team now, Etienne being who he's, he's been great all year. I think Wade could have some faltering, uh, this week with some of those, those running back, uh, matchups. And as you said, Allen has been good, he's not been like the greatest, but so I think this is just a good matchup for Jimbo to jump in here and get this win. And that brings him, I think, very strongly set in the playoff picture. He, he wouldn't be at risk of falling out if that were the case. So he's really looking for that. And this is the week uh, you know, to catch weight for sure. 
Speaking of people who were vulnerable because of bye weeks, we've got the Do Nothing Commission's hyperextension team. Do Nothing Commission. Big T's Jimmy Cook's team. Big storyline here is the Chiefs are on a bye, so no Kelsey Mahomes stack. I think this is well for one, Jimmy Cook's Big T. He had he has to win. He he has to win. He we said it weeks ago. He needs to win. And I think he's going to win. You know what? Along with all the, the pollen and the chill in the air, I think there's something else, Sneak. Something that even Juge plus cold and flu can't help Brandon against. No. Brandon could buy you buy you out, resell it on the black market, and he still <laughs> would not have enough to fend off this upset of the week. Scum and Sneak Upset of the Week. Scum and Sneak Upset of the Week. Upset of the Week. Yay, yay. Oh my gosh, we're putting it out there. But again, this is this is the week to do it. This is when Brandon is, is at his most vulnerable. Instead of a Kelsey Mahomes stack, he's got a Minshew Pittman stack. Blah. <clears throat> he also sneakily loses not sneakily but he loses AJ Brown who sneakily is like I think one of the most important parts of his team that's what I was trying to say so um, yeah he gets to just put in like Amari Cooper in his place but that is a big drop off of course CMC is going to do well score a touchdown but if some of his other guys falter and these guys do what we've seen them capable of doing we're going to see that upset, and it's going to really, really, really shake up the playoff picture. Is this the week that CMC doesn't score a touchdown? I mean, I I can't say that just because he will always score a touchdown. So. <laughs> but, I mean, what is that streak at? Like 20 games or something? It's got to end sometime. And why not this week? <laughs> why not? <laughs> Uh, we're putting it out there, T. Herbert Allen stack was middling on, what was that, Monday night? But fun, good matchup against the Lions this week. Would expect that to be pretty high scoring. Um, Got to get you a tight end in there, but you did just make a trade for Kate Auten. So hopefully he can replicate what he did last week for you. And again, you've got steady Rashad White. You've got steady Jacoby Myers. Those guys are going to get you close enough and then we just need some big booms and that upset will happen. So it's definitely in play and we are calling for it. Yes, we are. How about let's get into the other matchup of playoff teams. We've got Hesse's K love team versus Smith Ben Sawyer Payton team. Neither one of these guys really wants to lose because that puts them as like probably the favorite to to drop out if someone were to drop out. Yeah, well, Ben. Oh, the playoffs. Oh, oh, eight hasn't set his lineup yet, so projections are not accurate to look at. Uh, but we we've ranked oh eight at the bottom. We expect him to continue to fall and kind of get away from what that early season magic was all about. So I'm picking Hesse to win here. 
don't love his overall matchups, but I think he's going to eke this win out and uh, stay alive in this playoff hunt. Yeah, I think so too. He should have a pretty good game from David Montgomery. Again, going up to the Chargers, going against the Chargers in a game that's going to be high scoring. He probably scores a touchdown at least. I would assume just based on how the Lions use him and how I mean, Chargers defense looked a little better, but it was the Jets. So I mean, uh, we'll see. the The Ravens versus the Browns. Let's talk about that matchup a little bit because a lot of fantasy guys in that one divisional game. And both defenses are good. So are we going to see like a, a low-scoring kind of dud there? Does that maybe put Hesse in a little bit of jeopardy? Potentially. Uh, hopefully not too much jeopardy. Would you be worried if you're him looking at Lamar, Jackson, Jerome Ford, and Mark Andrews? Like That's a lot in that game. Again, that could just be you know, 10-7. Just based on the history of those teams, I think. I mean, that's a, that's a valid point. But I think also this, you could there could be a surprisingly high score here uh, because okay. of what not only the Ravens' offenses, but the 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 Browns' offense is capable of putting up the points as well. So this could easily be a shoot, not a shootout, but like a high scoring game. So. Uh, I mean, regardless, Hesse doesn't have any other options. He's going to play these guys. So yeah, I think I'm a little bit more leaning towards this might have a potential to be more of a high-scoring game than a defensive just nobody is run, moving the ball and scoring. So I'm going to be – I'm leaning on, on that side, so I'm not too worried about it in those terms, I guess. Fair. I just, you know. I see see this season matched up, thinking about it, but um, both defenses are good, but both offenses are pretty good too, like you mentioned. So, <laughs> but let's move on. Hesse will beat Ben, and that's that. That's that. Now we've got <clears throat> a little bottom feeder matchup here, Matt's. Sammy and the Little Stinkers versus Doug's NBA greater than NFL. And Doug, as we talked about a lot, has started this fire sale. Doesn't have much on the books. And then even less so when the Dolphins are in the bye because he won't have Tua, who is his best player. So what is what's going to happen in a matchup between two bad teams and neither is projected for more than 82 points. Well, I, I'm going to say that Doug's going to win this one, but very much not, uh, not surprised if Matt actually wins either because of what you said with Tua being out is really only uh, saving grace. Here is going to be Derek Henry. You know, and Matt's got some guys on his team that have the, I mean, definitely have the potential to put up decent points. I guess James Conner's probably back this week. And like we mentioned, we're not really too excited about Kenny Pickett. So he's going to roll him at the quarterback spot. So this is, this is going to be a very tight one. Doug's going to, Doug's going to 
I don't even know. What do you think? Is Doug's going to win this or is Matt going to win? No, I think Matt's going to win this one. And I think yeah. it's going to be pretty handily. Uh, Sam Howell's like a top like eight quarterback on the year in a, in a good matchup, I'd say, against the Seahawks. Um, and just looking at, <clears throat> looking at the teams, he's just got more guys. Again, it's not like huge names, but Dante Foreman's involved. Keith Mitchell's coming off. Jeez, I'm dying here. Keith Mitchell's coming off of a huge game. Um, I think he's going to earn himself some more touches for the Ravens, so it's going to be like a, more of like a three, three-way split. <clears throat> and then um, I just think Doug, beyond Rashid Shahid and Derek Henry, of course, who of his guys do you feel confident in the team going to like see the field? Like, mm-hmm. Darius, Darius Slayton can't trust whoever's the quarterback for the Giants, whether it's Tommy DeVito or whoever. Yeah, maybe James Conner comes back, but I'm sure they'll work him in pretty lightly. So whatever Cardinals back he puts out there is just going to have a small, small volume day. And I mean, I just don't, I don't know where the points are going to come from on Doug's side, at least on Matt's guys, like his projection of 80, I'm like, that will happen. I don't know if those guys can get to 80. I guess that's the point. Yeah, you're right. Now that I just continue to look at it, it's uh, it's looking heavily in Matt's favor. So Matt's going to get his second win. Looking good for Matt. I don't know if he, he doesn't want it to look good, I guess, but I don't know. He doesn't have his pick, so what does it matter? <laughs> what does it matter, right? And with that, let's get to the finale of the week. Gooch's soft tissue rehab versus Shanique's Elko Cinema 4 Gooch face. <laughs> An uh, amazing throwback to one of the beginning times of our lives. Uh, I know, well, we haven't done a blowout yet, so who's the blowout in this one, Scum? I'm leaving it up to you. Sneak, you are going to blow the doors off of Gooch this week. Best gum and sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. The absolute doors? He will be doorless, and he's not. he's going to be so sad about it. You've got – he's got his Niners back, so that's – um, a plus for his teammates coming off of a win even without them. So counting on his Saquon um, volume play. Uh, Javante's back in what might, what might need to be a high-scoring game. But looking at your team, Dak's been on fire lately. Ramondre maybe has some life after a long touchdown last week. Big Bry is still like a top 10 guy on the year just being really steady. And look at this. Chris Olave is back to being in, I don't know, Derek Carr's good graces, I guess. Got his first touchdown last week. Uh, I think they're going to continue to like really try and, and mend that and feed him. And then, um, like we talked about earlier, Jack Smith, the jig buck, is bouncing back. So I just like the makeup of your team this week. I think Gucci's guys are in for a little bit of a drop. And 
Yeah, you're going to blow them out. I mean, I love the blowout call here. Uh, I hope it happens. I think I'm going to have to go opposite with you here. I think I had my best week last week, and I'm going to falter out the gates and be very ex- below average this week, and Gooch is going to beat me. So I'm going to – I'm I am not going to agree with you on the blood here. I guess I'm going to say Gooch is going to blow me out. Best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blow out of the week. Blow out of the week. Let's go. Well, we got a blow either way, apparently. <laughs> and this one will be fun to watch. This one's very close, actually, in terms of uh, projections one. And then I think just like quality, like your guys match up pretty evenly, I would say. So. You two, right, like we talked about earlier, are, are more long shots to make the playoffs, but you're still alive. So the winner of this one stays alive, and the other one probably has got to just give up the ghost, I would say. Yeah, it's going to be – It's we're two of the teams fighting for this playoff spot, so whoever wins this one is going to be looking real good. And that's the matchups this week. If you disagree with us, well, you're wrong, as always. And let's see how wrong you and I can be this week about Hope of Dopes. All right. I had a, a Hope of George Pickens, which was a, a big wrong take. He, he, he almost got a touchdown if he wasn't just stupid. But um, very much dudded on, um, on Thursday night. So that was wrong. But my dope call was Christian Watson, who was just as bad. Um, did get hurt, I think, right? He left that game. But still, I told, told Jimbo to take him out of the lineup. I think he did. I don't remember. But either way, Christian Watson is dumb. And uh, at least I got that one right. You had a hope of Devontae Adams, which I was in agreement with. I thought it was going to be like a squeaky wheel kind of thing. Um, the Raiders did look better last week in Antonio Pierce's first game coaching. But they didn't lead to like crazy success from Devontae. So missed there. And then you doped all three of your receivers, George Pickens, Garrett Wilson, and Chris Olave. And we'll give you a push there because you were right on Pickens, uh, wrong on Olave, and like right in the middle of Garrett Wilson. So just uh, kind of a tie for you. All right, I'll take it. Generous of you. <laughs> I mean, you picked three guys. I don't, I don't know. What, what <laughs> they all do. were very – Pickens horrible and Olave and Garrett Wilson very mediocre. They're not living up to their potential. Olave scored. If, if your guy scores, that's a win that week. All right. Even though, touchdowns, even though touchdowns are meaningless, as we know. Yeah, two touchdowns don't mean anything. All right, Shane, can I kick us off this week? <laughs> yes, go for it. I mean, I'm ready to hear it. I'm going to start off with our dope. Uh, with a dope, and it's going to be in that Brandon and Tyler matchup. It's going to lead to that upset of the week that we talked about. Not my most ambitious dope call, but it's going to be Gardner Minshew this week on Brandon. Okay. Uh, game in Germany, which is which is weird, and the Colts are matched up against the Patriots, who have not been great this year. But I don't know. You've got the Island game. You've got that history, even though much much different teams between the Colts and the Patriots. And I just don't think Gardner's going to have a lot of success 
this week. So uh, big dope call there. I don't know what else Brandon can do, but I just I think that game overall is going to be a dud. So uh, his mediocre score of like 12 points from Gardner, 14 points, is going to lead to him losing and Tyler getting that up to the week. So dope on Gardner. That's a fun call. It's a it's a interesting call, and I'm excited to see what happens with it. That's <laughs> an interesting call for sure. I, that was a that was a nice thing. That was a nice way for you to put it. <laughs> <laughs> and then for a hope call, we're gonna go with this one. Might end up being just a complete mess because of his health, but. I'm going to go back to your team for that blowout. And I'm going to pick Drake London. So we're going to get him into your lineup over, I mean, you pick whichever of your equal receivers you don't like, probably Pickens. But uh, Drake London going up against the Cardinals defense uh, a week back after missing last week. I think that's kind of the the target and the person that, like, Heineke is going to fixate on. And even though Arthur Smith is going to hate it, he's going to have a lot of targets, a lot of points, and probably score. So I think you get Drake London in that game, and uh, it'll be good news for you. Two weeks in a row. for me. I'm going to do it. I'm going to put him in there, and he's going to get a touchdown. He's going to get 40 points. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) All right. My hopes and dopes this week. My dope is going to also be on Brandon's team. Let's go. <laughs> We're calling for the uh, the win for T here. So my dope is Christian McCaffrey. No, I didn't plan it. I didn't plan it this way. I didn't plan any of this. But he's not going to get his touchdown. His touchdown streak is going to be ended. CMC is going to have already. a bad game. He's going to suck. He's going to be he's going to be worthless this week. Something's going to happen, and that's going to be one of the reasons why Brendan loses. I love it. That's a big call. You know, you're you're very prone to like huge proclamations on the hopes and dopes, and I love it. Got to do it. And now my my hope is going to be on T's team fighting for the playoff spot. He's ex- been extremely engaged recently, making trades. He's loving the team. He's loving fantasy football. He's all about it. The Alaskan Nomad, and his hope is going to be DK DK Metcalf. Mm, okay. He needs it. He loves DK so much. He drafted him. He's got his tight grips on him, but he's been disappointed in him recently. I think a lot of people yes, have been yes. disappointed in DK recently. Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's got to be a get-right game. There's got to be something to say. He's still an elite guy. I remember you and I had a conversation probably now 10 years ago. Who's going to be better, AJ Brown <laughs> or DK Metcalf? And DK is being Dang, left. We did have that conversation. He needs to, yeah, he needs to do something here. So this is it. I'm calling it. This is his hope week. He's going to get He's going to get a touchdown or two. He's going to get 100 yards. He's going to get, like, freaking eight catches, ten catches. This has got to be it because I mentioned earlier in the show, I think one of these receivers isn't going to be there next year. And DK has not been as good as Lockett this year. They both haven't even been that bad. So my hope this week for T's team is DK so he can love him once again. You know, I like the, the idea and the reasoning there. And I am a believer in DK. What has been the limiter, I think, for that whole offense and those all three of the receivers this year has been Geno, I think. Um, you know, last year we were all surprised. He was really good. And this year kind of came back to, like, what we thought Geno Smith was. So 
that's the one thing that I think could kind of uh, dampen that hope for T, but I do like the call. And, yeah, just overall believe in DK, and he probably is due because he's got a couple of those games in him every year. A good call. There you have it. Now it's time for America's favorite segment. It's coming sneak at the Thursday night game wrong. I'm just going to keep getting them wrong from here on out. My winning streak is over. I mean, it was a very strong winning streak, and you're still very positive on the season. So don't be too down on yourself. You know what I'm, you know what I'm down on, though, Sneak? Hmm. This freaking game on Thursday. What a dud. Panthers at the Bears. Why are the Bears on primetime like 100 times this year? So stupid. Well, I mean, people, I, I don't want to name names. I, like, I don't know what kind of scummy individual thought field was going to be really good this year. Uh, but I think that's why they put them on TV so much. Well, he's going to be he was going to be really good fantasy-wise, not like team-wise. Like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, dud game. I'm not excited for it either. But I've got... We've got there's it's got to get played. So here we go. Was it the it was the Thursday night game where DJ Moore though did have like that fifty point blow up right? That was a uh, Thursday against Washington. It was so. yeah. So there's there's some hope there. Um, can my can my guy Tyson get that kind of production? I don't know, but uh, I'll go first. I'll say the Bears do win this game. Um, and, and not a not the worst game you've ever seen, but they're gonna win twenty four to nineteen. Okay, Bears win twenty four nineteen. Close, but like you know, just kind of boring. All right, I'm gonna say that the Panthers win, and it's gonna be twenty. Seven, twenty, twenty-seven, twenty. Okay, yeah, that makes that makes some sense. Who um, who leads the charge for the Panthers? Is it a big feeling game? Is it a Chuba? Chuba Hubbard runs all over the Bears. What? what I think Chuba with? start. I think Chuba starts out with a touchdown and a good opening drive or two, and then Bryce Young's gonna have himself a decent game. He's going to throw a touchdown or two. So I think it's just going to be a level, consistent kind of a good game from the Panthers. And the Bears are going to, you know, Badgett's going to, or Secret Badgett Man, or whatever they're calling him these days, <laughs> is going to, he's going to do enough to good. where people are still going to say, man, I don't know if you can bench him when Fields is ready to come back. I'm like, he throws like four picks a game. Well, he, he gets the ball out, though. Would you rather have four picks or five sacks? How about that for a nonsense minute question? That is a good <laughs> question. That is a good question. I think you would rather have the sacks. I think so, but <laughs> I just put it together. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, that's not going to be a fun one, but I'll be watching it. What Last question for you because I know we're running super long. What quarter are you going to check out? What do you think? What's your prediction? Uh, probably half time. Okay, it's, it's a decent run. I'll, I'll I'll probably watch the whole thing just because I'll probably have um like a, a live live bet on it. I'm a degenerate, so 
Degenerate yeah. gambling, man. <laughs> Secret Bajan man and degenerate gambling, man. What a pair me and Tyson make. Write that comic book, man. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for um, bearing with a long, ranting one. One where I lost my voice about halfway through. It's back now, though. A little stronger. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next week for week 11. Good luck. Good luck to everyone and to all a good night. Bye. about to be in jammy soon good thing i know how to how to chop and screw these episodes